Welcome, everybody. 19th official Greyhound Time podcast presented by Almonds. I'm Amasaraji. And I'm Julian Malone. And you know, it's around the holidays. Really good time. Spend time with your family. Uh, you know, a lot of holiday dinners coming up. So, where else to accommodate all your holiday dinner needs than Almonds Restaurant? Exactly. A snowy night. A little chilly out. Go in there, warm up with some great service, great people, and great food. Almond's Restaurant, 8127 Maryland Avenue. Now, today we have uh, a pretty special episode. Um, you know, we've, we're continuing with the alumni series, and uh, today we're interviewing Ben Lidikin, uh, who played basketball at Clayton, um, class of 2016. Uh, he went on to play basketball uh, at the University of Miami, Ohio. 2017? 2017. Hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, 2017. That's right. All right, so 2017. Went on to play basketball at the University of Miami of Ohio. Uh, yeah, really committed to basketball. Um, you could always see his commitment going back to when we were freshmen. Uh, it was really apparent, you know, being freshmen in the basketball program, he was, like, the, the guy that you would look up to in terms of, like, hard work and work ethic. Uh, so, yeah, really excited for this one. Yeah, he's one of the more recent uh, D1 athletes to come out of Clayton. He definitely had a more difficult path uh, to being on a Division One basketball team, but, you know, he's a real hard worker. So it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about uh, his journey. So check it out. All right, we're here with Ben Lidikin, current Miami of Ohio Division One basketball player. Uh, ben, how you doing? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks. Um, so just to get it started, uh, what are you doing uh, currently? So I'm a junior at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, where I'm majoring in marketing and data analytics, and I have a minor in sport leadership and management, and I'll be working in Columbus at Abercrombie & Fitch's international headquarters this summer. So um, with regards to the basketball team, um, kind of go through uh, what you guys are doing. So uh, we're doing well right now. Um, we just came off a big win against Bradley. Uh, they're an NCAA tournament team, and we played them really well. Uh, ended up beating them by 20. Um, previous game, we took Louisville, uh, number three ranked Louisville. Um, played them really hard for uh, 32 minutes in Louisville. Um, ended up uh, kind of losing it in the last eight, but uh, we were extremely cold. Couldn't hit a shot for a little bit of it. So, uh, but our defense was awesome. You know, they usually score up in the 90s, and we kept them to 70. So uh, that was that was a big, big, uh, realized how good we are as a team. And then uh, besides that, we're really set up well for conference play, and uh, we're looking to go make a deep run, uh, win a MAC championship, and hopefully get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about uh, your day-to-day -day schedule, uh, you know, with practice and school and studying and things like that? Yeah, so... Uh, I start uh, class at 8.30 every day, so I'm usually up about 7.30, go and get some breakfast. Um, then class 8.30 uh, to 1, that's three classes. So 8.30 to 9.50, 10.05 to 11.25, 11.40 to 1. And then you hustle over to practice. Uh, practice usually starts about 1 o'clock with some film. And that will usually about, be about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what we're watching, if we played the day before. And usually through that, we're looking at like player tendencies, um, how the other team's doing. Uh, basically their sets, how uh, how we are going to prepare for them, the sets we're going to run, how we can exploit their defense, and how our defense can stop their offense. And then we're about two hours on the court, uh, you know, some skill work and also some, uh, you know, just defending their sets and everything like that, learning how we can stop them. 
And then uh, some days we'll have weights depending on the day after that. So that'll usually take you to about 5 o'clock. Then you eat. Um, and then after that you study, uh, basically get all your homework done. So basically like six o'clock to whenever I'm done uh, studying then go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again. <laughs> um, so, uh, for people that don't know, uh, you walked on to the Miami basketball team mm -hmm. uh, as a freshman. Uh, so kind of take us through that journey of, you know, being a walk on and then ending up with a spot and even getting some minutes in game. Yeah, so uh, I started out uh, coming out of high school. Um, my only real look was kind of with Wash U, but you know I didn't uh, didn't work out, didn't pan out, everything there. So uh, ended up choosing Miami based on the school. Loved the school, even if I didn't play basketball, I knew I would enjoy myself there. And so uh, there was actually a coaching change going into my freshman year. So uh, after, um, so I went into school, uh, new head coaches, new whole whole new coaching staff, everything. And they held an open walk-on tryout, so I went to that, uh, played well at it, and uh, the coaches invited me back for like a meeting, where they basically they told me they don't have enough roster spots right now, but if I wanted to start off as a manager, I can do that and see where I go. So for the first half of freshman year, I was a manager, and then one day uh, during finals week, they were short players, so I got to play in practice, and uh, so I played pretty well. Um, and they invited me to come back as a practice player. So basically, I did everything that the players do, you know running, shooting, lifting, everything like that, except for on game day, I don't suit up. I had to basically be the water boy. <laughs> so uh, did that for half the season, but I got to travel with the team. So when we traveled, there weren't enough beds, so I ended up always sleeping on the floor in the hotel rooms. <laughs> but I didn't mind it just because we were traveling. And so uh, I, got, I got to be there, and I was just happy to be part of it. And so they invited me back for spring workouts, included me in those. Um, uh, then in the uh, they come back for the summer. You have eight weeks of summer training, and they invited. They told me to come back for that. And I was doing some counting, and I would have been guy number 15, and you can roster 15 guys. So I was uh, kind of sure I had a spot, but wasn't 100% sure. And then one day we had a social media shoot, and so I was probing for information from the coach, and I asked him, you know, do I have to go to this, or am I good? And he was like, no, 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 you're you're number 20. No one's told you. <laughs> and so I, that was that was an awesome <laughs> moment. So called my parents and everything like that, just to and that was that was a great moment actually being rostered. So. Played all of my sophomore year and then halfway through my junior year, still playing, still loving it. Uh, get some minutes uh, and blowouts at the end of games and, uh, you know, try to get shots up then. Uh, so uh, I remember watching – or I, I remember seeing the video of you scoring your first bucket mm -hmm. uh, for Miami of Ohio. Um, so what was that feeling like, um, you know, all that hard work coming in and, and finally getting to score your first bucket as a D1 athlete? Yeah, uh, it, it was an awesome moment. Uh, Actually, I airballed a three-pointer of the possession before that, <laughs> so I was—I uh, knew I needed—I needed to score or something, needed to redeem myself. So uh, I ended up—it was a fast-break bucket, kind of little little hop step, uh, lefty kind of hook over this dude I played AAU with. So that was that was fun because I got to talk a little uh, trash to him after the game about it. But it was—it was an awesome feeling. I don't really remember it in the moment. Uh, I kind of—I don't remember much of it, but I do remember, you know, after the game and everything like that, looking at my phone and just seeing a ton of texts from people. My sister has a video of my parents reacting to it, which is awesome. <laughs> you can hear them yelling, so that—that—that's fun. Uh, and you know, I, I, all my teammates were happy for me, really ecstatic. So that was—it was a really cool moment. Uh, really, really, uh, I'll remember it forever. Um, so obviously as a division one athlete, you're playing against some of the best players in the country. You're talking about Louisville, who was ranked mm -hmm. number one earlier this year. Um, when you have games against, you know, these five-star recruits, uh, ranked opponents, 
what do you do to prepare for them, and what's the difference between you know those really good players and uh, some of the players uh, that you play in conference or whatever? Um, so I think one thing to understand about college is um, they're good players everywhere. You know, JUCO, NAIA, uh, mid-major, low, 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 low major D1, and high major, they're good players everywhere, um, anywhere you go. Because, you know, the talent pool is so wide and basketball players are just so good these days. But uh, we have players on our teams that could be high major players. But for whatever reason, you know, they're at Miami. And we play dudes in conference that are at high major player caliber players, but they're at Miami. So it's stuff we see every day. And uh, so we kind of treat those games. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, we're up for it. But, uh, you know, we have everyone is – my team is – 15 guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot, and we're very athletic as well. Um, you know, we got a kid on kid on our team with a 48 and a half inch vert. We got a kid who's we got a kid who's five seven who's dunking. Uh, you know, all 15 guys can dunk, so you know we're athletic too. Like that's that's one thing you got to remember is we're just as athletic, we're just as uh, skilled. You know, you just gotta for whatever reason they're at a high major, we're at a mid major, so we can beat them on any given day, and so that's the you got to go into it like it's any other game, it's any other team. You don't treat them any differently. Uh, so what do you see as uh, the goals for your team um, through the rest of this year and hopefully heading into March? Yeah, so our goal every year is to win a MAC championship. So uh, I believe that we're going to be able to uh, really compete for one this year. Um, I'm confident in our team's abilities. Um, and also, you know, you want to win that uh, conference tournament to get in the NCAA tournament. So those are our goals this year. We're really uh, – Working hard at it. I think we're playing really well, really good basketball right now, and we're really set up well going into conference. Nice. Um, so kind of going back uh, to your time at Clayton, um, obviously one of the things people remember the most is that big district run, uh, eventually losing to Vachon in the district final. Um, but what was it like playing with that team, you know, kind of in that big magical run? Yeah, so we uh, – we have been playing together forever, and, you know, we had played the night before uh, against Westminster, and they were really good. They were supposed to run us out of the gym, but we uh, played them really well. We played them tough. Probably should have won that, could have won that game too. But, uh, you know, going into that uh, uh, Soldan game, the first game of the tournament, just I just didn't think we were going to lose that game. No one felt like we were going to lose that game. We felt like we were going to come back again on Monday and play again. There's no way that that was going to be our last uh, high school game. So... Uh, I think it was that positive kind of thinking and mentality. You know, we we believed in it, we manifested it, and then we achieved it. So uh, I think that was big for all of us. Uh, and you know, talking with other guys on the team before the game, none of us thought we were going to lose the game. Um, game, we just start, we just executed the game plan. Game started off right. Uh, weirdest beginning to a game I've ever been a part of. They wore the wrong color jerseys, so <laughs> <laughs> I shot two technical foul free throws before the game. So to start the game off, oh, that's right. we started off with two shots in the ball. So they spotted us two to start the game, which is really interesting. That was, and so that was just, you know, everything kind of went right for us that day. You know, every, we were playing well, hit shots, and uh, I think that was – and then going into the Miller career, we just had all the confidence in the world, you know. It was a why not? We were just why not? Why why not? Why not beat them? We played them earlier this year, and we really only played bad for two minutes. So why can't we beat them? And that uh, was another like we believed it, and we we kind of did it. You know, people stepped up when they needed to. Uh, Nick Allman got a big rebound at the end of the game, traveled, but uh, <laughs> but you know the ref didn't call it, which is great. Um, he had a great game that game. Armand played. Everybody played like during that run. Um, everybody played like 
everybody played well. Everybody hit shots. Sam Frank hit some big shots. Caleb Heisel hit big shots. Armand scored well. Uh, Nick Almond played well. He hit big shots. Everybody, Josh Hadney scored, was doing well. Like everybody we put in just rose to the occasion, and so I think that was that was big for all of us. Um, and you know, I think that every time that uh, that when you when when we just reflect back on it, is you know, no one really cares what you did and who played well at the time. No one's gonna remember the stats, but everybody's gonna remember the run that we went on. So, uh, and that's kind of the mentality that we had. You know, the whole year, it's like, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Anybody, we got like six guys who can go out and score 20 at any given time. So let's just win. And so that's basically uh, the mentality we took in that district run and everything clicked and we played up to our potential and ended up going on that run. And then when Bashan came around, you know, I still believed we could beat them. But, uh, you know, size and talent <laughs> and uh, catches up to you in the end. You know, you can't guard two or three, six, six, seven guys with uh, – bunch of guys who are six foot so it just doesn't it doesn't always work out that well so but uh yeah I always remember that it was great great time um kind of great culmination in all of us for all of our careers since we played together so long uh so you've been in town so you were able to watch the game uh that we played yesterday against Oakville O'Fallon Christian mm -hmm. um so what did you notice uh what are some differences you noticed between um the team that you were a part of and the team from that you saw yesterday yeah uh you guys definitely play a lot faster than we do um uh, than we did uh we we always wanted to kind of slow games down play in the half court keep scores low whereas you guys are much more a team that can get out and run with people um you guys press you guys want to play fast speed up the game whereas we were always trying to control pace and keep it slow um and so that's a big difference but us uh, um you guys uh, are you guys are good good players. You guys get to the rim a lot better than we did. You guys don't settle for nearly as many threes, uh, which is which is definitely a good thing. Um, you guys uh, you guys have some capability to hit them, but you guys know your strength is at the rim, and so that's where you guys attack, which is which is good to know your identity as a team. Um, and then uh, similarities, you guys play extremely hard too. Uh, you guys attack the glass. You guys definitely won the rebounding battle yesterday. You uh, won a lot of 50-50 balls. And uh, I think that one thing you guys um, are, are doing well is uh, that you guys, like, you realize you're undersized, just kind of how, how we were. Um, we don't, we, you know, we aren't blessed with the 6'7 guy at the post. <laughs> so you guys, you guys play, you guys realize that and you box out, you play hard, and uh, you, you can test stuff around the rim to the best of your ability. So um, one area for improvement, though, I just think you guys got to slow down a little bit sometimes. You know, when you're getting pressed, the best thing isn't always to try and fly through it and try and get a quick shot up, you know. You got to play with a little bit of poise sometimes, catch it, look, okay, who's open, um, let, let, let things develop because, you know, you can't – five guys cannot guard 90 feet nearly as well as five guys can guard 45 feet. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be people open. There's going to be openings. And if you guys uh, slow down and see that um, and play with some poise, a little bit more poise, uh, you guys are definitely going to be able to break down some defenses. Um, so while you were at Clayton, you went through three head coaches. Um, what was it like that constant, you know, switching around and uh, not really knowing uh, a whole lot about your coach? Yeah, I think it was um, definitely good for us in the sense that we played together so long. So as players, we had each other figured out. So now it was, okay, how are we going to work together to figure out this new head coach? Um, and uh, I think that we always had coaches that worked with us and 
realized what our strengths were. We were a really good shooting team. We were a very skilled team my senior year. And uh, Coach Cochran definitely played to that um, junior year with uh, Coach Ahern. He realized that, yeah, we were, we were really skilled and uh, that we knew how to play basketball and that we could kind of be given a lot of freedom and just play like a motion offense, four out, one in motion, and be trusted to take good shots and uh, work the ball and be unselfish. And um, I didn't really get to play as much under Nelke, but he, he definitely gave people freedom to play. He gave a lot of people opportunities, um, underclassmen opportunities to really show uh, – show that they could play. So um, I think just being together for so long and growing up playing together, we uh, really um, were able to figure out those head coaches and play well together. Um, so currently you have a sister at Clayton. Um, so what has it been like uh, seeing her kind of go through the girls program and now being one of the stars on the girls team, uh, kind of similar to how you were on the boys team? Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome watching her play. Um, I don't get to, to a lot of games, but Thank God for Huddle. Uh, <laughs> I watch almost all our games on Huddle, and uh, I try not to critique it too much. But uh, sometimes I'll send her a quick note. Um, but I've always felt that she was uh, a great. She's she's much she's much better athlete than me, but especially comparative to her competition, she's way more athletic, way stronger. She she she's always been a great player, and so uh, watching her grow up and now finally fall into that role of just. Uh, kind of being like, uh, I wouldn't say she's the the player on the team because, you know, you have Mira, Sammy, Morgan, uh, Ruby. Uh, I'm definitely forgetting people because they, they've got a good, really good team right now. But um, just watching her uh, kind of control the floor, kind of be that vocal leader, I think it's really, really cool to see because especially her freshman year, when she was a freshman on a team full of seniors, she was very timid to speak up and uh, – even sophomore and junior year, she was a little bit more timid. So really seeing her step into the leadership role and uh, not being afraid to, you know, uh, talk to people and like, hey, you know, you got to hit, got to get this box out or like, hey, come on, we need a big stop here. Um, seeing her be able to talk and lead the team, I think is really big for me to be able to see. I think it's really cool um, being able to watch her play and kind of grow up. Uh, and then watching also her be able to produce at a high level like she has been the past couple of years. Uh, so you mentioned that you watch a lot of her games on Huddle. So uh, what do you think uh, is their ceiling for the rest of this year? Where do you think they could go? Um, they're a good team. Um, you know, they've been plagued by injury for the past three years. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, once Mira gets that wrist healthy, and I, I believe she will soon, I believe it's getting a lot better, uh, they're going to be they're gonna be a problem. Um they play that zone, so uh, a big thing for them is going to be boxing out out of that zone, rebounding out of that zone. And I think that uh, that's the point of emphasis for them is uh, making sure that they're hitting and then going after the ball, you know, creating that, uh, that pocket um, underneath the rim, you know, where you have, you know, four orange jerseys in, front of, in between the rim and uh, the ball, the other team, rim and the other team. So making sure that they're carving out that space down low uh, on those rebounds because – Teams don't score against them on their first shot, from what I've seen, a lot of it. Um, they're making teams settle for threes, which is good, um, especially at the high school level. Um, if teams are settling for threes, that means a lot of opportun uh, opportunities for rebounds, and that teams are just going to have to get unbelievably hot to beat them. So, um, making sh and so, but the problem with that is they're going to be long rebounds, so you got to carve out that space and get those rebounds in. If they don't give up any second-chance points, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to jinx anything, but I'd love to see back-to-back -back for them. 
uh, <laughs> district champion, <laughs> district championships. Uh, I think that'd be really cool to see. Really good for experience for those girls to go out with three out of their four years, be the uh, winningest girls in uh, Clayton girls basketball history. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you could give some advice to athletes who, you know, obviously Clayton doesn't always have, you know, the five star Division One talent, but if you could give some advice to an athlete that's maybe thinking about walking on somewhere or going to a mid-major to play, uh, what would you say? Um, I'd say uh, even to the people that, you know, if they want to and they're not at, they're not, you know, they're not at the point where they're looking for that yet uh, and they're still, you know, freshmen, eighth graders or whatever, uh, it's not, um, you got you to put in the work. It's not, games aren't won, stri- ba- strictly basketball sense, you know, it can be expanded to other sports. Uh, games aren't won, shots aren't hit, and, uh, you know, you don't – points aren't scored from what you do during the season. Um, games are like the test, and uh, um, home, uh, practice is like studying. and But your homework is what you're doing in the off offseason. Um, if you're not doing your homework, you're not going to do well. Uh, you're not going to be able to study very well, and you're not going to do well on the test. So you gotta you got to be able to work in the off season. you got, you got to ha- latch on to that goal. You know, if it's really what you want to do, it's got to be almost – not to say everything you do has to be uh, for that, but a lot of what you're going to ha- want to do is going to have to be for that. You know, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things. Uh, you're going to have to be willing to get up early and go to the gym before school. You're going to have to be willing to stay after school and work on your game. And it's going to be every facet of it. You can't just worry about, oh, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to work on getting stronger. No, because if, if, you if you're just in the weight room, you're not working on your basketball skills. You're not working on your soccer skills. You're not working on your lacrosse skills your baseball skills you're not getting any better at those so now you're just gonna be big with uh not a whole lot of skill or anything like that uh but if you just work on your skill you know physically you might be able to get get pushed around so you got to find a way to um be able to work on everything and I I wasn't always great at combining everything into a short time period I'm I always ended up being somewhere for like three hours and I don't there's definitely quicker ways to do stuff than be just being there for a long 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 amounts of time but you got to work on everything. You can't just focus on one. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to be a good shooter because very quickly – because that's what I did when I was younger. I was like, I'm just going to shoot the ball and I'm not going to work on anything else. Not And uh, once it's going to catch up to you because sooner or later you're going to have to dribble. <laughs> um, and I learned that pretty quick. And uh, you have you got to work on that. Or you can't say, oh, I'm only going to work on dribbling because sooner or later people are just going to give you 10 feet of space and you're not going to be able to do anything with it because you can't hit a jumper. So – you got to work on every facet of it and uh, just – and then besides that, uh, one thing I did in my recruiting – I wouldn't say recruiting process, but um, when I was trying to get programs to notice me was I recruited them. And by that I mean I put together like a bas- like a resume and a cover letter about who I was as a person and uh, my basketball things. Uh, and I had uh, a flash drive with um, a video about uh, – Flash drive with a video about uh, highlights, games, and like who I was outside of basketball. And so I think that was actually one big reason what helped me at Miami was um, I was talking to one of the assistant coaches uh, like a couple months ago, and he was like, I had never seen anybody do that before. It just really showed that you were passionate about the team and passionate about what you wanted to do. So you got to make stuff happen for yourself because if you're not part of the big AAU programs, you're not on the shoe circuits, you're probably not going to get noticed just because of the nature of recruiting right now. Um, Coaches aren't really going into high schools anymore. They're just going to where uh, the tournaments because they can see a ton of people play at one time versus just one game. So um, 
it's just uh, you're going to have to find different ways and be creative with how you're going to get everything done for yourself. Uh, so I know you haven't really been keeping up with, uh, you know, like high school basketball and the high school basketball scene in a while. Um, but they announced our district a while back, uh, and I want to get your opinions on it. So it's Clayton. This is for boys basketball. Yeah. It's Clayton, Ledoux, Burroughs, MICDS, Normandy, U-City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you see uh, those teams kind of falling into place when it comes to district time? Um, well, hearing uh, – watch watching Clayton play, hearing about the Ledoux game, and I watched about the first quarter of the MICDS game yesterday. Um, Clayton's got a shot to compete there. Um, I don't really know much about uh, Normandy, U-City, and uh, what was the other team? Or is that it? Burroughs. 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 Um, I don't know much about those other three, but um, from what I've seen, I know Ledoux's good, and we took them to the wire. Uh MICDS is going to be good, but um, you know they're they're tall. They got about three. They start about three, six, seven guys with some skill. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, uh, you guys play in a way that can give them problems because uh, a skilled six, seven guy isn't necessarily going to be able to be great at breaking your press or handling the ball. So um, they're those are the types of players that will probably get sped up a little bit easier. And so uh, yeah, the, it's going to be tough. But I believe complete buy-in and. Uh, Complete buy-in and really just playing hard and working together as a team and finding your guys' identity as a team is really going to be good for you guys. And I can see you guys finishing in the upper upper uh, levels of that. So kind of going back uh, to where you are at today uh, with Miami, what's your overall goal for the rest of the season and then even uh, as you conclude your time at Miami? Um, as a team, you know, we're trying to win the MAC championship like we are every year and uh, get to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, we're, we, we're a very talented team. We're, uh, we've got a lot of experience now. We've got about like eight or nine juniors on the team right now. And then next year we'll all be seniors. So, um, that's extremely experienced speaking in terms of college players. And so we're very excited for that. All of those guys have played since they're freshmen. So we've got good experience and we know what it takes to, uh, grind out a season. And I, we're very optimistic. We know we can, uh, compete with anybody. We can play with the number three team in the country. So, we can win our league, and so hopefully we can do that, win the MAC tournament, go to the NCAA tournament. And then uh, concluding college, uh, personally, uh, just trying to, you know, maximize my time and everything, leave, leave a mark. Uh, you know, on a program, we talked about esta- basketball ways. We talked about uh, establishing a culture, and part of my uh, role in that is just being positive and upbeat every day at practice, being loud, talking, being the first guy to pick people up. And then working extremely hard when I get the with the, when I get the chance, and then uh, academically, uh, trying to su- just trying to succeed, uh, find kind of what I want to do. Um, Might have found that with uh, what I'll be doing this summer with Abercrombie, and uh, hopefully I'm gonna enjoy that. And um, any anything outside of that, I'm just really just trying to be uh, just leave leave a good mark, like Dr. G says, you know, leave a legacy, <laughs> leave your legacy. So uh, hopefully, just trying to you know, give back and help people out, and hopefully that I can leave Miami a better place than what I found it. Uh, so, as you probably know, at the end of each interview, we ask mm-hmm. the player to uh, describe their coach with one word. So if you could describe Coach Cochran with one word, what word would you use? Um, The one word is like, it's like a loose one word. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to think, uh, one, one, one of them would be selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gives, you know, he's got three kids, but he's, you know, um, he's sacrificing a lot with that to be at school, um, at Clayton, you know, work, working with you guys, uh, 
he wakes up, or at least when I was there, I, he probably still does this, when he'd wake up early and come open up the gym so you guys could shoot before uh, before school. Um, and then he stays after he does. He coaches other sports too, so I think that's very, very selfless of him. Um, and then another one would be uh, um, uh, he's, he's, he's a generous person. That kind of goes along with the selfless thing. Um, but he's he's fun to re- be around. He's fun to get to know too. So um, I hear I hear he's a good teacher as well. So I never took any of his classes, but I hear uh, if you can get more to his classes, I, I'd recommend it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Ben. Yeah, uh, great you, interview. Uh, good luck this season. Yep, and ho- hope to see you in the tourney. Yep, thank you. Pick, <laughs> pick us uh, first round upset. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs>